0: means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.
1: Hello, welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas. I'm filling in for Rich Jacobs today. And our guest today is Powell Kuskowski from coinfirm.io. Hello, Powell. Hi, just, how are you? I'm fantastic. Really glad to have you on here. And so coinfirm.io, as far as I understand, they offer technology for compliance solutions in the cryptocurrency and blockchain worlds. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
2: That's correct. We are, we, we like to call each other uh, Rectech in this space. Um, and basically what we are doing, we're providing sol- compliance solution um, for cryptocurrencies which is effectively you know, a little bit niche area, in, especially in the cryptocurrency space, but it's a growing area.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so as far as compliance, uh, could, you, could you dig into that a little bit more specifically? What are we complying with?
2: So one of the biggest challenges in cryptocurrencies um, adoption is uh, anti-money laundering compliance. So this is our focus, and this is something which we are tackling um, at the global level. So um, basically, you know, when you are doing transactions in cryptocurrencies, you are exchanging value. Every, every time you are exchanging value, if you look from the regulatory perspective or being compli- compliant with, with laws and regulations, you need to understand, you know, whether any of these funds would be engaged in any high-risk transactions, like, for example, uh, drug trafficking, human trafficking, uh, hacks, ransomwares, etc. And this is, this is part of what is called, you know, anti-money laundering, you know, uh, and you know, terrorist financing, counter-terrorist financing uh, obligations, which you have every time when you are running a business, which is exchanging value. So this this so far was one of the biggest, um, you know, obstacles for adoption and one of the also one of the biggest um, uh, pain point for cryptocurrencies, especially in the discussion of uh, with, with traditional finance. So I mean, traditional finance like to say uh, that okay, this is this is the tool for money laundering, uh, cryptocurrencies. You know, this is the fraud and it's used for fraud and etc. And with our tools, we can we can show and actually we can help managing this this kind of uh, situation and say, listen, cryptocurrencies is not worse than uh, traditional financial sector and you know we can manage this this uh, rules and we can manage this requirements. The same way or even better than you do, and this is what we are doing this is this is our key goal to basically you know help to uh, bring these regulations uh, into the, the the cryptocurrency
1: space well that's very important because there there's a large uh, factor of of people out there who are who are very down on cryptocurrencies uh, because uh, you know those those of us who are less familiar with you know Bitcoin and and what's been going on the last few years, when they hear the word Bitcoin, the first thing that comes to their mind is Silk Road.
2: Yes, exactly. And you know this is this is frankly you know from from what we have in in our database, we understand more and more about you know the risk related to cryptocurrencies and what is the exchange value and what is typically you know the the the, the risk associated with these transactions and. You know, from my perspective, and I spent in this area um, a number of, of several years basically, and I was global head of uh, anti-money laundering um, function for Royal Bank of Scotland, and comparing to, to the cryptocurrency um, transactions, it's the, the the risk is not higher than the traditional sector. So it's actually really comparable uh, to the traditional sector. So I think you know, we can show, and we have data which we can show basically, by and saying that you know cryptocurrency is not more or less engaged with with money laundering tax evasion and similar uh than, than you know um traditional sectors so we help with this with this um with this data basically and we can show that you know you can use cryptocurrency in very very secure way and you can manage the risk because this is primarily all talking about you know manage the managing the risk associated with with uh money laundering and you can adopt uh, cryptocurrencies and you can grow this market so this is something which we you know we we really resonate with the with the um, entities which are operating on the on the market they want to have the streamlined process this is one of the biggest points of all the traditional sector streamlining compliance so in traditional sector there's a it's estimated that around 60 billion US dollars is spent on compliance in the you know, uh, Western world, basically. This is, this is the number which is growing. The pain, you know, sometimes 20 to 30% of the staff is engaged with, with anti-money laundering compliance. And the effect is, is really poor. And what we, are, uh, what we are doing with CoinFilm, basically, we are bringing efficiency through the technology uh, to the cryptocurrency space. And you know, from our estimates, we can lower this this engage, engagement of the manual work for compliance, you know, dramatically. You know, so this is something which we not only help um, building the building the, the network and building the adoption of, of cryptocurrencies, but also you know, making this this space much more effective. There's another way which we which we approach this is you know the what we call AMLT, so the token of compliance, which we are introducing. And this is really something which is completely new and completely, you know, changing the paradigm of of AML and uh, in the in the cryptocurrency space using blockchain.
1: What yeah. is AMLT?
2: So AMLT, um, we want to build a network of people who are exchanging uh, information between each other. About you know the, the you know the risk associated with addresses, the risk associated with transactions, and you know what, build basically the network of you know exchanging of information, and also you know the AMLT will be also used in in coinfin platform to purchase purchase reports and to also be able to be compliant in this space. So there are two ways of, you know, approaching this, uh, this, this space, right? And one, but you know, one of the, you know, key things which we want to achieve uh, is basically building a network and, you know, making more um, transparent and democratization. We like to call this democratization of compliance, right? And just to give you some examples, uh, let's say we have business in Somalia right now, and you know, Somalia is, you know, example of. You now, when you would have almost no banking uh, in Somalia provided, but because of the, you know, uh, what is called AML risk and primarily corruption risk. And corruption is typically connected with, uh, you know, polit- politicians, uh, army officers, and et cetera, and et cetera. But, you know, it could be that you have someone in Somalia which is, you know, really legitimate business and it's, it's really someone worth doing business with. And it's 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 most likely this, this entity will not be engaged with uh, corruption activities. But currently they are you know they have no access to the banking system. And you know, similarly, you know, the, if you want to replicate this, you know, the, the current AML regulations into Somalia, you would end up in excluding Somalia's uh, entities from the network. So we approach this in the way that if we have companies like exchanges, for example, yes, which are transacting with Somalia's uh, entities. And they do this for a number of, of extensive, you know, period, basically, of time. Over time, you learn that this is this is very good entity, right? And this is something which, you know, you've done KYC, you, you understand who is the client, you understand what are the risks associated, and you do transactions with them. And you should be able to tell this to the market, but this is this is a good good entity, right? And in cryptocurrencies, you can do this because you can indicate that this address belongs to the entity who is your client and who is good good guy. Yes. And this is basically some someone on the other end can see, okay, this is something which I got. I understand, you know, this is this is very good client. And on this basis, I can make my decision. Uh, you know, so, basically whether someone should be onboarded or not.
1: So, so, Powell, walk me through uh, just on a basic level uh, how how do you accomplish that? How do you uh, what? How does your how does your process work to verify that the person receiving or sending the money is a good guy?
2: So, if you are exchange and you onboard a client. Uh, in let's say from Somalia, you understand this, but it's it's Somalian, so, and you apply you know initially basically you apply some low thresholds for transactions and you see the patterns of transactions you get reports you see where the funds are flowing in over time you are gaining the the trust with the with the entity and you see you expanding the services to these entities, you expand you the financing to this entities so and it's over time basically you learn okay this is someone who is who is trustworthy and this is someone who is basically you know I know everything what I can know about this entity and now I am able to tell this to the market through AMLT and through coinfeam platform but it's effectively this is this is good address or this address belongs to the entity which is you know uh Let's say with good reputation, and in this way, basically, if someone else is onboarding and we see, okay, this is someone which you know the address belongs to the entity which, for example, by you know uh, other recognized exchange is you know telling us that this is good guys. You know, it means that I can you know when I am I am you know hesitant on them uh, onboarding someone. I can say, okay, on this basis, I can make
1: this decision uh, positive. Okay, and uh, have you? Have you seen the uh, the the fact that you're doing this? You you mentioned something earlier. I want to go back to and ask you about. Mm -hmm. You said that the the risk of money laundering is no greater or worse uh, uh, in cryptocurrency as it is in more traditional sectors, and you can back that up with data. And you know, when you said that, it made me the the first thing that I thought was you know any anything really cool that can be developed and invented can be ruined by humans. (laughs) You know, humans are going to be who they are. And, you know, money in whatever form, whether it's a piece of paper or some zeros and ones on a computer, uh, money can be corrupted in any possible way. And so I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that. There's, There's nothing saying that because I'm using a more traditional fiat currency that I'm less corrupt than somebody using digital currency. But but just go back and talk about that for a minute uh because the whole reason your entire profession exists is because people uh, make bad decisions and they do stupid things with money. Um just talk a little bit about that for me.
2: Uh yes, I I guess you're right and you know the the biggest problem, you know, in in the entire industry that you know is it, Identifying the high risk or the bad bad apples, basically, right? This is the you know beloved explanation. I mean, you have good apples, but you know one is rotten and one is giving the, the bad flavor for you know the whole other apples. And in in terms of you know cryptocurrencies, it's exactly the same the same thing. You know, you have good players uh who enjoy cryptocurrencies in the way they are designed, and there are some bad players who are using this for benefit of you know. Uh, Doing some illegal transactions and etc and what you need to do and this is why our profession is actually designed, you need to be able to understand as your organization as, as part of the organization you need to understand who are your clients and make you know decision on this basis. So if you think I mean it's, if you don't accept uh, criminals right or people who are you know uh, paying with with cryptocurrencies for ransomware or you know getting money from ransomware or basically paying for uh I don't know weapon trading and etc it's something you know it's your decision and you should have tools to understand who are this who of your clients would be doing this right and this is this is the sole purpose of our of our profession to understand you know this exactly you now what is happening that's one part what what is more important in the cryptocurrency space is because of the, the, you know, the the cryptocurrencies are designed. You have peer-to-peer transactions. You have also peer-to-peer risk exposure. So it's it's different, and it's very much, you know. So it's uh, in cryptocurrencies you have this intermediation, right? So basically, there's no one. You sh- you should be able to transact with other counterparty, uh, with without anyone between. But you know, in the it's. You know, you tend to forget that in this way, basically, you have this uh, this risk exposure to to other counterparties. And in cryptocurrency, this risk exists even more. And you know, in this situation, basically, uh, if you are receiving funds from someone else uh, in cryptocurrency, you have immediately almost the risk of of this transaction transacting party. In the traditional sector, you have like banks or you know payment payment services companies who are uh, managing this risk for you it's almost like clear, clearing this money for you
1: right they've inserted themselves into the middle of the transaction partially exactly. to protect you and partially to you know make sure they know what's going on
2: exactly and partially you know to basically control it in in any 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 way possible right but what we are doing is you know we we don't want we don't want to be middlemen uh, in this in this in this way we don't want you know if you want to do peer to peer transactions, we can provide you the data about the, the other party and this is what we are doing effectively right so you know before, before or after the completion of of transactions basically you want to get understanding of what um, what risk is associated with with other counterparty right who are you dealing with it's like you know i it's like taking a loan you know if, would you take a uh, 100,000 loan from an unknown person you personally for example you, know?
1: <laughs> you probably wouldn't uh,
2: probably not
1: yeah because i don't exactly. know what uh you know what strings are attached to that
2: exactly so this is exactly you know the same with with um with cryptocurrencies when you you want to know what are the risks you know whether this this makes sense or not or basically you are party of You know someone who cannot spend, you know, uh, Bitcoin somewhere else because it's it's tainted, uh, and they want to give it to you or you know, uh, you know, transfer this to you. So basically, you know, they they get rid of it. So this is this is something which I'm you know helping with and managing managing this for for you.
1: So talk to me about uh, some of the you know the the pre coin firm days. Uh, You mentioned that you were a compliance. Uh, for uh, AML compliance for the Royal Bank of Scotland. Uh, talk to me about some of the experiences that you had there that, that led to this new technology. So it's, you know, the, it,
2: the, the, the number, I mean, it's, it's really interesting experience in terms of uh, traditional financial sectors. One of the, you know, biggest uh, eye-opener is if you learn that, for example, you know, it's, there's around 2 trillion US dollars um, in money laundering every year around the world. It's around three to five percent of annual, uh, annual global GDP, which is basically laundered through financial institutions. And wow. it's not even one percent of these transactions are captured. So this is something you have 99.9 9 almost uh, percent of transactions which would be flying through financial systems without being noticed. So this is effectively, if you realize, and you know, if you realize you know, how much of the effort and how much of the pain to actually impose on financial institutions and effectively on the clients as well because you need to do, you know, you need to bring a lot of papers, right? You cannot open accounts easily and etc. So if you think about it, you know, how ineffective is the system? Then you start thinking about, okay, what was what is the problem, right? One of the biggest problem with, with traditional sector is the banks see only what they can see, right? So the bank see the the incoming transaction, internal transaction, outgoing transactions of the client. They do KYC, they analyze this, but effectively, you know, they don't see, you know, where the money is coming from, right? They don't see, you know, what, who is the the other party, you know, that uh, who is which which what is the the other bank, you know, when the money is, where the money is coming from. They don't see the overall picture. And you know, when I saw how the blockchain is designed and how cryptocurrencies are you know uh, managed and how cryptocurrencies are transacted and that you have you know ledger of transactions which you can analyze i said i mean this is this is this is completely a game changer right this is something which effectively you know finally you're able to analyze transactions so it's almost like all swift transactions or bank transactions are open up for analysis and this is something which is you know completely new standard so if you compare to, uh, this is something which, and this, this was, so this was eye opener for, for me and I said, okay, this is something, you know, which we can finally do things properly uh, when we implement technology. So that's one part. And the second part is I immediately, you know, noticed that the only solution for this, it's not something which you um, approach. I give you, dear compliance officer of, of, of um, I don't know, Bitstamp, these are the tools to manage this risk. You know yourself uh you know you need to know a lot you need to understand what you are doing but this is this is something a tool what we need to do we need to build global standard so almost we want to make uh, life of compliance officers as easy as possible we need to build technology which is helping them to manage the risk and you know so almost like we we want to do the lesson learning and etc. for you before you, and then we can transfer this, you know, some of this knowledge to you. But effectively, what you need to do is, you know, really have everything written in one go. Do analysis, compare this whether this is matching your profile internally. Compare if that everything makes sense. And you know, this is this is the way you build the build the future. So global standards. This is our focus
1: as well. Okay. And so uh, I can see how you know your previous experience uh, really lent well to discovering the blockchain and seeing those applications. What were some of the what were some of the early challenges that you faced uh, as you were building this solution?
2: Richard, I think you know there was there some skepticism coming from, uh, as you can imagine, uh, from cryptocurrency space um, because it's all about you know anonymity, it's about you know freedom, etc. But what we say, you know, we like to say is, you know, there is also responsibility uh, coming with this freedom. So it's something which, you know, it's it's a choice at the end, and we want to keep the choice uh, to, you know, for you to do the transaction or not. But effectively, if if we are talking about this, the cryptocurrency space, you know, it needs to be managed in the way it's responsible. And uh, so there are certain rules, and you don't want to have, you know, growing markets Market, which is completely uncontrolled in terms of, you know, where the money is coming and going, you know, when we are talking about bad players in this uh, in this environment. So this is something which, you know, this is something which are, you know, my earliest challenges. Uh, people like who are saying, oh, you know, you are not needed. you destroying everything what Bitcoin is about and etc. But it, it's interesting experience, which, you know, because I see these people coming to us after a year and saying, Listen, can we implement your tools in our business? Because you know our business is, is is growing fantastic, and you know we earn a lot of money, and that's fine, you know that's perfect. But you know, but we don't want the regulators coming to us, and we don't want to be party of the illegal transactions. And you know, when you know, one of the examples, you know, we have some dramatic experience with one of the guys who came and they said, listen, we 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 didn't know, but you know, we got funds from the Ransomware for the you know one of the hospitals, and so data was basically hostage uh, of the you know Bitcoin ransomware, and the the, the Bitcoins which are paid for this uh, were you know transferred to this to this exchange. So they said we don't want to be party, or we don't want to make this happen ever again. And, you know, are you able to help us with this? So this is something which, you know, was kind of dramatic experience. And we said, it's, it's a personal choice at, at the end, right? So you can close yeah. your eyes and, you know, do whatever you want to do. That's fine. That's your choice. But if you choose not to uh, be party in, uh, you know, closing eyes, basically, that that's us where we can help you with. It. And also, it's yeah, interesting, it's you know, with 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 AML token you know in this situation basically you can exchange this data and you can enrich this this data with with your information and suddenly you know this there's you know banks love to and this is this is something which is which is quite important as well banks love to tell, uh, tell that oh it's all about privacy you know we cannot exchange this you know information about the client because it's privacy aspect there's you know there are ways to exchange information about bad players you know without actually breaching uh, privacy and it exists in the banking system. In the banks, just didn't didn't take opportunity uh, to to implement it. And we can do this in the cryptocurrency space and make it you know much more you know transparent, much much more efficient.
1: Very good. Yeah. And uh, so it's Coinfirm.io. Uh, any uh, suggestions or recommendations for those of us in our audience that want to learn more?
2: I guess you know we are very active on the social media on LinkedIn. Uh, we also, you know, work with with great partners like Token Market, Isolast, you know. Uh we work with the bank, financial banks, financial institutions who are implementing our solutions in the internal processes and procedures. So you're probably gonna meet us at some point when you are, you know, uh, in the cryptocurrency space. And you know, very important aspect, you know, there's a growing, growing market for uh ICOs, initial coin offering and we see a lot of clients coming from this angle as well. So, you know, it's something which basically are helping uh, helping with as well.
1: Excellent. Paul Kuskowski from CoinFirm.io, thanks very much for joining us here on the Future Tech Podcast.
0: Thank you very much. Looking forward. The Bitcoin, Ethereum and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17 and 18 in 2018.